1: Guardians, and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. I am your host, Cornholio, and you are listening to Episode 60, our Destiny 2 Beyond Light celebration. And tonight on the show, we welcome a guardian who needs no introduction. He is part of the amazing team of some of the smartest and most talented individuals who brought us video games like Myth, Oni, Halo Combat Evolved, Halo Reach, and our favorite video game franchise of all time, Destiny. We're honored and excited to welcome on the show the Destiny community manager who brings Guardians together and connects the bridge between the development team and the Guardians. He is none other than Cosmo. Cosmo, thank you so much for joining us tonight. yeah it's great to it's great to be here thanks for having me on uh excited uh to dive into stuff yeah it's it's such an honor to have you on the show uh destiny is our favorite game and we're so grateful for you and the entire team at bungie for all that you do each and every day and it's been such an incredible journey since 2014 and we we love Destiny, and we're so excited to play Beyond Light and the amazing game that you all brought us. So thank you so much. We really appreciate you all. So, uh, so you guys have got to uh, start playing some Beyond Light and uh,
2: getting through the the campaign and everything.
0: Yes. Yep. We finished
1: it last <laughs> night. Nice. And, uh, yeah. We just yeah. finished it, and it was so so good. I love the environment that you all built, and Europa looks so, so amazing, and the, the campaign was so, so good, and it, it feels like there's so much more to dive into, and I just cannot wait, and uh, it's, it's an exciting time to be a video game fan. We have the new consoles that just launched with the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5, and we have Destiny Two Beyond Light coming out at the same time, and man, it's been overwhelmingly exciting.
2: Yeah, we've got a bunch of other stuff after the campaign. You know, there's a whole bunch of other quests that go live, and uh, then you know the the actual season content picks up next week. The I'm excited for that. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for that. You've already seen a little couple little teasers in some of our trailers at a you know a mm-hmm. familiar ally returning. So
0: <laughs> yeah. I I wanted to point out that I really like the lost sectors on Europa, like going into the like the labs and just mm, yeah. the art, the design, the world design team, the art team, they they killed it. It looks incredible. You just find a little Roomba down there. <laughs> I found a lot of rooms down there. <laughs> I went exploring the other night, and it was nice. just it was a lot of fun. And we're really looking forward to that new raid because if, like, it looks that good right now, just the regular, you know, just going around and doing the missions, I can only imagine how amazing the raid's gonna be.
2: Yeah, I'm excited about the raid. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not gonna give you any details, but like, some, it kind of depends. Some releases, I uh, I get to make it into some raid play tests and play it early, and sometimes, you know, I, I don't. And then it's, a, this is one of the times where I didn't actually play this one. So it, it's kind of cool because I, I get to kind of experience, Experience it like you know, players, and don't know exactly what's happening. I have you know some spoilers, but yeah, it's it's yeah. fun to be able to kind of like watch people uh, and uh experience the raid for the first time.
1: Awesome! Yeah, it's gonna be so exciting to play through the the new raid. We're really really stoked for it, and I mean, if what we played now is any indication for what this raid will be, oh man, I am so so excited. The Deepstone Crypt is going to be. are you guys going hard are you
2: going for the the world first attempt or uh, at least like a 24 hour completion
0: (laughs) we're gonna try i mean i I know there's a lot lot of huge stiff competition out there because there are some raiders out there that just they kill it every time they prepare they're 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 ready you know you got the redeem boys and i'm sure you got uh carolina gamers uh you know the clan and just so many other you know teams out there that are going to go for it i mean we're going to try to put a team together but if we can just get that 24 hour yeah. like emblem that would be nice to get that 24 hour clear and get the emblem
2: yeah we try to make it where you can kind of like set your own goal You know, if you're <laughs> super hardcore you you can be lining up for the world first or you know if, if you're still hardcore but you know you, you don't think you can you know Tackle the the reigning champions, then you can go for the 24 hour, and then still, you know, you can always, you know, go for the the jacket if you know. I I think we, I can't remember the exact date. I think we're giving you like an extra week though now, so
1: there's some extra time if you want to to wear that one. That's awesome. See, I'm definitely getting the raid jacket. The only the only thing I have is I'm in Florida, so I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to wear it because (laughs) it looks like a winter jacket, you know. And uh, the weather here is pretty warm all year round, but man, it looks amazing, and I I can't wait. And you all have a new jacket with the Vanguard jacket too that uh, just launched recently as well.
2: Yeah, that jacket looks cool. There's a there's a there's a bunch of cool stuff on the store. I, I like uh, there was like bedding, and yeah, there are <laughs> uh, our products team. They, they did a great job of making uh, really cool Destiny swag for everybody to enjoy.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, such such an
1: incredible job. And, and I just saw that you all have a collection of music with, with the vinyl collection that just came out as well. I'm definitely going to pick that up when that is available. And actually, I think it's available now. So I'm going to be picking that up pretty soon here. So, Guardians, tonight, we're going to invite Cosmo on the hot seat for our discussion with the Guardians. And Cosmo, I hope you're ready. I'm not ready.
2: Can I can I get a couple minutes real quick? Is that, is that okay?
1: <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> so, so the first question we have for you, Cosmo, is, you know, tell us about yourself and the Cosmo that most Guardians don't get to know in real life.
2: So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a typical gamer, uh, you know, uh, I love, you know, love Destiny, uh, I play a lot of other games, you know, like the mostly like the kind of like the first person shooter, which is not shocking since, you know, that's what <laughs> Destiny's bread and butter is. But uh, yeah, I got, uh, you know, I'm up here in uh, Washington now and uh, I started at Bungie about oh, it's like a little over five years ago now. So it's been a while. But uh, I was living out in Texas before before then, so it's a lot, lot wetter and uh, cooler climate up here. But uh, I got uh, two beautiful daughters that uh, keep me very busy, along with the job. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I also uh, also like to uh, to snowboard and uh, hoping to you know once it's uh, a little safer to be able to to go up there and enjoy some of that too. Uh, we have some good snowboarding up here.
0: Oh yeah you guys uh the in Washington, like probably the eastern part of Washington, I'm sure there's like a lot of mountains uh was mountainous was the Rocky Mountains isn't it, like part of the Rockies
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah there's a yeah, there's a couple uh pretty good uh places, like one of them's like only like an hour and a half from from, from me. I'm a little
0: bit north of uh
2: like the Bellevue Seattle area where the studio is, so gotcha, very cool, and are you pretty big on, on snowboarding I mean uh, you know, I, I enjoy it. I wouldn't say I'm that, you know, super great at it. But, uh, you know, I can uh, I can make it down a black alive, if that makes sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, my extent with snowboarding is probably Tony Hawk <laughs> uh, or, you know, video games. Primarily, I, I haven't tried snowboarding in real life yet, but maybe one day. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. check it out. Definitely. So, Cosmo, how did you get started in the Destiny community? How did you get started with playing Destiny?
2: So, yeah, um, long, long before Destiny uh, started, uh, I was, you know, a huge Bungie fan all along. And uh, I was, you know, keeping close eyes on Bungie, I kind of, while there were, uh, you know, out of the public eye, working on the next big thing. And then when it was announced that, you know, the Destiny was going to be the next big game they made, then I set up the uh, subreddit on uh, Reddit. You know, I wanted to kind of, you know, have a place for, you know, players to c- talk about the game and uh, c- c- come t- come together, kind of like form like a community. And uh, I didn't really know that it was going to like become such a big thing, but uh, it's, uh, you know, it turned into a pretty pretty lively uh community and uh and i actually uh, uh i knew uh deej from back in the day like we were in the same halo clan and i i, th- I told him about it he's like yeah you know uh yeah I'm, I'm the community manager over here so you know this will be a this is a cool thing so keep me posted and and then uh eventually uh after uh, Destiny launched, uh, that's when, uh, he reached back out and was like, Hey, you know, everybody loves the subreddit and, uh, you know, we're, we're having a, we're hiring a new community manager and we, we think you'd, uh, be a good, a good fit for the job. So, uh, ended up, uh, you know, interviewing and going through the the process and, uh, that's kind of how I, uh, ended up as, uh, the community, the community manager.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. It was like right, right around the taking King, um, time frame, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I started uh, that 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 summer.
2: I think I think it was in July, right before Taking King. So right yeah. after the, end of the first year,
0: because I, I remember you coming on that uh, live stream uh, that uh, Mark Knowsworthy, I think, um, was on with um, you guys. I, I don't know if Luke was on that one too, but but I remember you making an appearance appearance on that live stream too. Yeah, I think I think
2: Tyson was on that. That was a fun one. Yeah, they were. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: That was the first yeah.
2: time we 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 did the, like the. One of the big uh, vault space uh, expansions. so uh, yeah, I, I remember kind of a joke it. about that yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah we we pretty much like watch every stream you guys have. like if you guys have a live stream, we're I'm always trying to find a way to watch it because it's just there's always something fascinating. if we if we can learn more about the game any way we can, we we try to. <laughs> so
2: appreciate that yeah we are uh, we actually um uh scott he's uh you may have met him if you went to like one of our uh, events but he does a lot of our uh uh like event work and tech work and on all of our streams so you'll hear you'll hear deej talk about you know stream master scott like back in the oh day. yeah yep and uh mm-hmm. so he he actually been working to uh revamp the the whole like streaming studio and we're super excited to be able to like go and use it but right now you know with uh, the current covid stuff we haven't you know, got got right. many chances to to utilize it, but uh, soon, su- sometimes soon, we're gonna start you know firing up that streaming studio some more.
1: Yeah, it, it looks it looks great. Yeah, yeah, I, I can say that the teams at Bungie do an amazing job with building up the hype and all of the marketing that goes into the efforts to promote the game before the release the live events that you all put on, I mean, it's always so much fun to just learn about what's coming next. And it's always such an exciting time for us to get excited and to learn more and to get a little glimpse into what we will be doing in future content. So Cosmo, what are some challenges that you faced during your time at Bungie? And how did you overcome those challenges? I
2: mean, you know, you know you're, you're familiar with the community. You know, we're we're always, uh, you know, facing uh, you know different different challenges. Like even even right now, there's uh, you know there's 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 complaints about the game, and uh, you know there's always going to be things that uh, you know players bring to our attention. And and uh, you know, as community managers, it's our job to remain cool and, and collected, and to be able to go out to them, talk, talk to players and and show up and and uh, you know tell them like you know. Here's, you know, we're, we're taking your feedback, you know, we're taking it back to the developers, you know, we're, we're, you know, th- we're, this is not all just like going into, you know, to the void. Yeah, we're, we're here. This is, you know, this is us working with you, the community and the developers.
0: Yeah, I, I can definitely see that too. I mean, because Destiny t- is a you know destiny 2 is is a very large game like there's so many moving parts i imagine you know and there's and there's so many players that play play the game and it really is hard to please everybody when you know there's just so many different people they they have different ways to play the game you know you got your hardcore you got your casual you got your your middle uh middle line players you know and it's just there's so many different things and you know there's so many ways to enjoy it And yeah, sometimes, you know, there are, you know, people that are more vocal than others, but it's nice that you guys like take the feedback and you really do have the best, uh, you have players' best interests at heart. So I feel like.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, You know, we're always trying to uh, make right by the player. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing is just, uh, we're always trying to like be transparent, communicate Uh, like over the summer, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, detailed topics we've had to cover you know we had to cover like you know the destiny content vault and you know we had to cover mm-hmm. like a lot of the changes like you know like mods have been changing and uh you know so i trying to get all that information out and and accurate and, and yeah like it's a you know it's a big job but it's fun you know we, we get to
1: have a lot of fun while we do it yeah and i think you all do an excellent job with communicating the different things that are happening in the game and i mean I think Bungie today is a lot more transparent than it has ever been. You know, I remember many years ago, we would expect to see roadmaps from, you know, content creators who usually cover rumors and spoilers, not from the developers themselves. And it's so great to see so much transparency and so much collaboration between the players and the development team and the community team working together to build the best destiny that we can have. Yeah. Also. So so. Cosmo, what's your typical day like at Bungie? I get asked this question a lot and it's always hard because, uh,
2: as a community manager, my day, like it, it fluctuates. Like it seems like every day is kind of different and, uh, that's, that's good in that, uh, it keeps things interesting. So like the job never gets boring, but, uh, it, it, it can be a little bit like hectic at times, but uh, especially like right now in launch week, I'm trying to like answer this question like ah it's ever all of all this way, but uh, it's kind of like it's great now because like Dylan's like does an awesome job uh, DMG04 if, if you don't know his first name, uh, as a community manager, so we can kind of like pass off like we we pass off the TWAB each week, so uh, and we can kind of like fill in for each other, and it's basically there's like there's there's two of us, and then we have we also have a bunch of like awesome international community managers that uh, do a great job uh, with Maurice louis Um, but, uh, yeah, back to, back to the question. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we're, I'm always researching for, you know, the next communication, um, you know, responding to people on uh, various social networking. And then a lot of the job is like the internal stuff that I can't really talk about, but I do all, you know, we have to review, like you think about all of this, all of this content that's going out, like these like trailers and like, you know, like, like product pages and all this stuff I do, do a lot of, uh, like, like looking at that and making sure that, you know, the community, the community, team, you know, we're, we're seen as, a uh, kind of inform having a lot of information about the game because, you know, we played a lot and we uh, do a lot of the testing. So they, uh, we, we like to help out uh, those teams to make sure things are correct. And yeah, like every, everybody does a, as a great job at Bungie. And,
1: uh, and part of my job is, you know, working with all the various teams. And it's got to be really like challenging with having a game that's so massive. I mean, Destiny is not a small game. There's such a huge player base that plays the game. So communication can be very, very important because, one, you have so many different players who can interpret things in so many different ways. And, you know, the, the work that you do is very, very important to help us. Stay in the know on what's happening in the world of Destiny and to also kind of allow us to have some level of collaboration with the development team in terms of what's working, what's not, and how we can make the game even better. Yeah, Destiny's a fun game to work on, but it it is as you said, it's
2: very big, it's very complex. There's a lot of lot of moving pieces and details, and uh, it it's it's almost impossible to keep it all like in you know in one person's brain. That's why it it takes a team, and and a lot of our job is like our skill set is we we know a lot of the. like the 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 people the the experts within Bungie that like for the, each of the areas, so we know how to who to reach out to talk to about weapons or who to you know talk to about uh, like how you know at what what activities give what rewards, so we can kind of like as we're starting to communicate these things, we know who to talk to to get the information to give to the players and make sure it's all accurate
1: and check our work. So, yeah, definitely, that's really
0: cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, that's that's great. And how has COVID? impacted things for you all at Bungie in this year yeah it's it's been amazing like watching the the team
2: kind of like quickly pivot from you know working in a studio to building a video game from home um i think they've they've done an amazing job uh like like personally like uh it it hasn't changed um uh my day as much as uh as, as a lot of people but uh because like a lot of my job you know i, I can work remotely uh i've, I've you know done it before you know i can do a lot of my tasks from uh from events like far away so I've, I've you know been able to do stuff from away from the studio so i didn't have but like you know when you're working on like the bills and stuff we, we like the, I, the it department had to to kind of like quickly uh do a bunch of work to get people like all of the tech that they need. So they did an amazing job, like kind of like transitioning the studio to be able to to develop from home. But uh, yeah, I do, uh, I do enjoy the uh, much shorter commute, but uh, the, I think the biggest impact is just not being able to see everybody at the studio and have, you know, face to face meetings and be able to you know, you walk up to people's desk and talk to them. So it's uh, been a transition to this, uh, you know, talking over uh, live uh, video chats. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And, and yet you guys launched a, a major expansion and we're really enjoying it right now. You know, it's a, the proof is in the pudding and the hard work. And as we can see that it's been done and, you know, it's like hats off to all you guys there at Bungie for such an amazing job. I I echo
1: Shadow's statement and it's a testament to the amazing work that you all are able to do while, during a time unlike any other the entire world so it hats off to all of you for the amazing effort with destiny 2 beyond light we have been enjoying it so so much and i think that by the end of this season beyond light could very well be my favorite expansion in the game
2: yeah it's like it's you know it's a been awesome watching the team kind of make this adjustment. Uh, and I think they've done a great job, but we're not, you know, we're definitely not done. You know, we're going to continue to, to improve, uh, destiny. We got, you know, seasons coming up. So we're going to continue to you know pump out content and make changes to the game. But, uh, it's, uh, it's great watching people, you know, since they're, you know, you no, you know, nobody's really getting to have like a, a regular day right now. So, uh, being able to play destiny with their friends, kind of, uh, still being like, still being an option
1: is, uh, is a great thing to watch people, uh, you know have absolutely definitely so i know cosmo that you're not only a destiny fan but you're also a halo fan so what is your favorite halo game of all time and why i love this question okay so my favorite halo game of all time is
2: halo 2 and uh, i you know you're you're familiar with like the 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 very heated arguments about the the best halo but uh mm-hmm. i i uh started playing a lot of halo in high school i'm gonna date myself that's how old i am uh <laughs> halo <laughs> c e and uh i moved i went to college in let's see i guess that was two thousand four like the fall, and that's when halo two dropped was like my freshman year so i i just have like amazing memories of kind of Uh, You know, playing with uh, people in my dorm and like, you know, like starting a clan and like just playing a like just absolute ton of Halo 2 games. And that's kind of when Xbox Live started becoming a big thing. And it was kind of a golden age of, uh, you know, online gaming. We kind of transitioned from like the PC centric to like more of like, you know, console being an online presence. And just loved. uh, I love the kind of like that, that Halo 2 era sandbox. And I will concede that Halo Three was maybe the better game because it had more features and cooler stuff. But Halo Two is kind of a, it's, you know, a nostalgia factor for me for a great time.
0: Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. Um, I I didn't play as much multiplayer as I would have liked to because I wasn't more of a I wasn't I wasn't really an online player as much that time. But um, what I did play, I really did enjoy. And yeah, it, I was in college at the time too. Um, playing with my buddies, and uh, even the campaign, though. The campaign was, like, really, really good, I felt like, in that game, too. Um, Really, really enjoyable. See, for me, my favorite Halo game is
1: Halo Reach, because that was my first introduction to the Halo franchise, and actually, Shadow Price introduced me to Halo. I remember that we went to Walmart to pick up the game on release night, and we were roommates at the time. And from the first day that I picked up the game and I started playing, man, I was hooked. It, it was so amazing from firefights to multiplayer. And that was kind of my first introduction to diving into multiplayer and video games. Because before then, I would buy the Call of Duty game that's coming out, But, you know, I would primarily get it for the campaign or the co-op activity that's taking place. But never really the multiplayer until I started playing Halo. And that's when I was just completely hooked on the franchise. And when I heard that Bungie was releasing a new franchise, I was all in. I wanted to see what it was. I, I still remember that, you know, all of the media outlets were covering Destiny and there were like rumors about how there's going to be these things called raids in the game and the Vault of Glass is going to be like such a difficult activity. It's going to take a lot of coordination and we're going to be in it for a while. And I had no idea what I was getting into and it was such a special time, you know, and it brought us together in such a way that
0: I feel like no other game ever has yeah firefight was definitely a lot of fun also in the halo games like just being able to it's just like you against all the enemies you know just how long can you last <laughs> yeah those like yeah, two was- hour
2: uh, games were pretty pretty fun i, I really yeah. liked reach two i think it was one of my favorite campaigns it was just pretty pretty brutally
1: like uh <laughs> it hits you in the feels over and over again mm-hmm yeah, and I also really enjoyed the uh part of the game where you were able to actually customize your own maps. I think that was really fun too, just being able to go and play Forge and try to see what we can come up with to stumble our friends and
0: create new sandboxes. <laughs> I that, had that some really fun. I had some friends who made some really, really crazy maps that would just go on and was like, Wow, how do you how do you do that? You know, it's like you should you should be a, a developer <laughs> Something.
2: yeah yeah uh, big shout out to everyone at 343 i got some friends over there and they're, they're doing a good job like you know keeping the halo going and supporting it and uh, yeah i can't wait to to see the next thing they got coming out
1: yes so cosmo what do you do when you're not working with the teams at bungie or playing destiny
2: uh, so yeah if i'm not uh working with you know doing doing bungee stuff or I, I still play a bunch of video games like i you know I still, I still just like to love to you know play Destiny in my uh my spare time and play uh play other games you know play play call of duty play halo play uh uh you know tarkov there's a, you know, a bunch of games that i like to play actually uh i i've been playing minecraft with my daughter uh she she's not really old enough to to play yet but uh she sets and kind of like tells me what to do and you know demands that i either dig or go find her favorite horse but uh (laughs) but uh yeah then that's the other thing is i I spend a lot of time with my my fam the uh it's you know just like love playing with the girls and uh you know spend time with my wife and you know watching some some good shows on
0: netflix that's awesome yeah
1: do you have a favorite show that you're watching currently Let's see. Uh,
2: we we just finished the season two of The Boys, so that was a fun one. And then we watched uh, we watched this documentary on the the Challenger, which was, was really really interesting and was it was pretty pretty good. Like, uh,
0: we've been, the spa- yeah, that's the shuttle space shuttle. Yeah, have you seen it? Yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. I haven't seen it yet. I'll have to. Yeah, we've been well, on a, a space on the-
2: kick. Uh, we've been watching all of like these like space shows. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, Away and then. There was another one mm-hmm. on HBO, I forget the name of, that was pretty good. So, yeah. Good times. What do you guys, uh, you guys been watching anything on, on the
1: old TV streaming? There's one thing that I've been watching. And I just got Disney Plus because I've been hearing so many great things about The Mandalorian. And I decided finally, I'm just going to dive in. The second season just came out. And I figured, you know, I'm a bit behind. So, I have been watching The Mandalorian and. It's a lot of fun. It's a really, really great show. I've been really enjoying that. I'm on episode five now, although I did take a break because, I mean, you know, I've been grinding to get ready for the new Destiny content, getting the last minute catalysts that I was missing in the game and and getting ready for that. Uh, But in between my gaming, I have been watching a little bit of Mandalorian and I love The Office. I watch that pretty frequently falling asleep so that's kind of my bedtime tv show
2: yeah i love the office i think i've watched it all the way through three times and uh i'm I'm actually way behind now because i don't have a, a commute i don't and i'm not not getting my podcasts in but uh the uh uh Jen, the uh, she played Pam on The Office. She has a a podcast with Angela from The Office, and they go through like every single episode and get like a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. So, check that out.
0: Oh, that's awesome! That's really cool.
1: Yeah, that's so so awesome. Yeah, it's one of my favorite shows, and you know, it's a classic. It's so so funny, so hilarious, and I can watch it like twenty five times and still not get bored of it. Definitely. Yeah. So. Cosmo if we were to visit Seattle one day obviously after COVID is over what would you recommend that we check out like music or food or anything fun
2: okay uh full disclosure I am uh not a good travel agent like I am a pretty boring (laughs) kind of you know stay-at-home person which has been you know kind of nice preparing myself for this year and now I'm like wishing I wasn't, I'm like, yeah, I should, I should, I I kind of really miss being able to go out and stuff and, uh, probably should have done more when I could, you know, but, uh, um, I see like, I don't, yeah, I don't go to Seattle all that often because I live kind of North of the Seattle area. And, uh, I work in Bellevue, which is, if you know, if you know, it's like the, it's like kind of, they call it the East side. It's like across the the sound. There's like bridges between Seattle and Bellevue is where Bungie is. But, um, uh, what is I'm trying to think of a, a pretty decent restaurant to recommend. There's a uh like Ivers is like kind of like a famous like restaurant on here. It's like a sea there's a it's a seafood place. And then um there's a nice. uh, pretty good uh there's actually a really good uh fried chicken place if you believe it called Azell's. You can tell that I'm from the you know the southern part of the US when telling you to visit a ch- fried chicken place in Seattle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> any any good spicy ramen shops in Seattle? There
2: are. Um, I'm not going to tell you the names of them, though. I'm going to keep those secret to myself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's a well, bunch I'm of really definitely. good pho places uh, if you like pho. So.
0: They all have oh, yeah. hilarious yes.
2: puns that you can imagine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I do. I like pho and I like spicy ramen and i like sushi uh so yeah have to check it out sometime when we're up there definitely
1: so cosmo throughout your time in the destiny community can you recall a time or a moment that like sticks out to you as extra special
2: oh yeah oh there's a yeah there's a bunch of them uh i'll try to keep a couple other i think uh the last like it's it's really amazing, kind of watching the community like come together to like support like a charitable cause. Like the Destiny community is like uh, it seems like there's not no other community like it that they're just love to be generous and to to uh, raise money for kids and raise money for uh, you know St. Jude's and the uh, our work that uh, the uh, Bungie Foundation does with uh, Children's Seattle Hospital and Make a Wish and. Yeah, it's like some of the streams where we've done, where we've you know raised you know, four hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars in four hours. It's just, it's, it's been a privilege to be on those streams and watch that happen. But uh, other than that, like uh, I think my favorite moments are like when I get to actually go to events and and meet people in person and hear their stories of you know about playing the game. Like I've I've had people come up to me at uh, you know like GCX uh, and uh, someone came up and was just like, yeah, you don't, uh, you don't understand how much this game means to me. Like I, I had a lot of trouble making friends and I, I finally was able to, you know, make a lot of really close friends through the game. And, and I just want to thank you. And I'm just like, you know, heartbroken. I'm like, oh, that's, that's amazing. Like, I, I'm, you know, it, it's it, at the end of it, it's, a, it's a video game, but it's, it's connecting people and kind of like, that's, that's one of our, that's one of our goals at Bungie is to, you know, create uh places to connect pet players. So
0: yeah, that that goes the same for me too. When I got a chance to meet you when I was uh at uh Guardian Con in twenty sixteen, you know, it was it was awesome meeting somebody that, you know, uh worked with the teams that Bungie, you know, it and just worked on this game and, you know, in every aspect and just getting to share some, you know, just pleasantries and things like that and just tell you know how much the game means to me too you know just being able to play with my friends and then you know just enjoy all the special moments and yes the community is very very generous they are always out you know at all the functions you know get open up their hearts any way they can you know and it's like you guys foster that community too so that that's that's incredible
1: Yeah, I know, and I totally echo that. I think that, you know, Destiny has had the greatest impact on my life more than any game ever could or should. Um, If it wasn't for Destiny, I think that, you know, the relationships that I have would not be what they are and, and the amount of friends that I've made along the way and even the friendships that, you know, me and Shadow Price have. Like, we could be thousands of miles away but we can still have fun and experience destiny together and go through these magical moments, whether it be playing through the campaign or playing through the new strike or farming Omnigal. I mean, so many special moments in destiny and even starting a podcast, something that I've been wanting to do for a really long time. And because of destiny, I was able to do that and, you all gave me something that I can love and, and enjoy doing. And I'm incredibly grateful to everyone at Bungie and even like hearing that Bungie actually listened to our podcast before, like that to me was just such a humbling experience to hear that. And it it means so, so much, you know, and, and everything that you all do over at Bungie with, with your games. I mean, I love I love your game so much and, and the game really does mean so much to me and the level of support that you all pour into so many important causes, whether it be Black Lives Matter or COVID and uh, Pride, everything that you all do, it, it's just amazing. And the community that you foster, I will echo it, It's it's an incredible community and you should all be very, very proud of the work that you do and know that You know, there could be negativity out there and you're always going to have individuals who won't be happy about one or the other thing. But overall, I think that, you know, the lives that you all touch and the impact that you make on the world and you all make the world a better place. And I'm so, so grateful for all of you.
0: Yeah, echo the same
1: for me, too. Definitely. We have something else happening in the world of video games this year, besides Destiny 2 Beyond Light, and the next generation of gaming is here. So I'm curious, what are you all most excited about with the next-gen video game consoles that are out, and will you be picking up any of the consoles that just came out between the Xbox and the PlayStation 5?
2: Yeah, I definitely. I I really want to get my hands on, on the, uh, the the new consoles, uh, super excited about, uh, uh, the announcement we made earlier in the week that, uh, 120 frames on the PS5 and the Xbox series X it's, uh, in the crucible, it's going to be super cool. And then, so that's coming on December 8th when we, when we put out the, uh, the next gen updates and, uh, then all the console players will be playing at 60 or uh, all the next gen console players will be playing at 60 frames. So yeah, it's uh, super exciting. I haven't, I don't know which ones I'm going to get first. Or I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of sitting back and letting uh, hope wait, waiting for them to become uh, easier available. then I'll, I'll probably grab some, but uh, what I really want is that Xbox fridge. Like that's the, that's the thing. I don't know if you guys saw that.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> it looks really cool. Yeah. It's just like, with. the, they said the price, like retail price was $4.99 and I couldn't believe it. I was like, wait, that fridge has got to be more than four ninety nine. Like, there's no way, I mean the price of the console? <laughs> I would think that that fridge is like at least three times the amount of that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's really cool that they built a fridge in homage of the Xbox Series X.
2: Yeah, my uh, my friend Josh, he works over at Xbox uh, and does a lot of their social stuff and and uh, I was like this fridge thing is amazing man you got to send me one
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so cool yeah i'm excited for just the um the faster load times and things like that cuz i mean unfortunately the last gen consoles really you know were kind of hindered by their you know just the loading the pro- uh, you know the processors were not too up to snuff it seemed like it seemed like they're kind of weak compared to their GPU counterparts. Um, so I think it's gonna be nice to get faster loading games. It's going to be nice to play games at higher frame rates um, that I wouldn't have to just, you know, play on my PC all the time. I can actually go sit on my couch and play something on my Series X or PS5. Um, and yes, I am getting both consoles. The Series X came yesterday and I think I'll be getting the PS5 next week. I think of the 18th um so i will be able and we have game pass too me and cornellio both have game pass so we have a bevy of games to play you know from also checking out beyond light once the uh next gen updates arrive too so excited for all that nice awesome
1: yeah and for me i'm also secretly really excited to go back and play destiny one and to see how that has changed on the next gen consoles and to see are there going to be any changes with it? So I'm very I'm really excited to go back because I have so much so much love for Destiny One. And you know, I always try to go back to it every once in a while. And um after Beyond Light grind is completed, I will definitely check out some Destiny One on the next gen.
0: I do like seeing some of Destiny One in Destiny Two though. I do I do like that I like going around in the Cosmodrome and like i get instant nostalgia just going to different areas going down underneath the steps so are those knights down there that just like kill you like are they gonna be question marks (laughs) yep they sure are (laughs) and shadow price where did i go when i first
1: went landed on the
0: cosmodrome yeah it was the first place i went to it was downstairs to the knights yep (laughs) they just wrecked us
1: because (laughs) i have the memory of you know just booting up the game i didn't know where to go what to do and i Go down this tunnel and, and there's these knights and they're question marks and you can't do any damage to them. And I think that was like so cool and so mysterious. And I wanted to become more powerful so I can go and fight those knights and beat them and see what drops for rewards. And it was a really fun time for me.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. I for me it was the uh the the ogre. I don't know if you remember the, or if you've been back there since the. Uh, I think it's since Sky Shock. Skywatch. Sky, Sky, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Skywatch.
0: yeah the backside of Skywatch. That ogre. That like, <laughs> you just like. You just
2: like. Hey, yeah. there's a cave down here. What? Oh, and you just get blasted. It's the yeah. first thing I did when, uh, when, uh, I got to play test drone was like drove like my Sparrow all the way up to there. And like, is the ogre here? Question marks. Yes. Okay. It's good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Awesome. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. And there's, you know, there's a couple, uh, new things. I don't know if you, I don't want to, you know, spoilers, but, uh, you know, some lost sectors you might, you know, look around for. So.
0: Yeah, we did, uh, get to do a lost sector out of there and, um, we're, uh, hopefully, uh, going to be able to go back in there and do it on the like what there's another higher difficulty i believe of the lost sector um to try to get some more loot (laughs) so
1: man this makes me so excited to just have the whole weekend to dive in and play the lost sectors and to discover new things and Man, whenever Destiny comes out with new content, it's such an amazing time. It's unlike any other time of, that I can think of in any video game. And it's so, so cool to discover new things, to get to re- reminisce. And, and actually, there's a new mission that uh, Shadow Price told me about earlier. There's a pretty much we go back to
0: where it all began with the new light mission. Right, Shadow? Yeah, the new light uh, experience. I started playing some of that as a veteran player. I was playing it this morning, and uh, oh yeah, it's it was just fun going around in the cosmodrome and being able to just like you, you know you have a you have a kind of like an ally who's like guiding you along, like you know giving you the uh, how to be a guardian. You know, if oh you were like God. first coming into the game, Shawhan and you know i just did like four missions so far but i i think it's pretty cool um so i haven't done the majority of it i was waiting for you uh corn to run the first couple of things and then we can just both hop in and run around and do it together and stuff so
2: yeah it's a good experience like it's 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 really cool you know my veteran players can go back and do it and uh, get to reminisce about the cosmodrome and then it's it's Really, uh, doing a great job as uh, onboarding kind of new players uh, into Destiny because we got a lot of we got a lot of feedback when we first uh, did the like new light uh, free to play uh, experience where we would we'd let you do like the the one mission on Cosmodrome and then dump you off in the tower and players were just confused like overwhelmed at all this like stuff to do and all these different vendors like telling them stuff and you know now with this uh, new experience you know we can teach them a little bit more about the systems of destiny and give them
1: a little more graceful uh, ramp into the game yeah that's really cool so cosmo we know that you're a crucible guy what is your current go-to loadout in the crucible so um I really, I
2: really like Ace of Spades. That's one of my, my my favorite hand cannon. I like to rock that a lot. And then I, I don't know if you know, but I am a, really into shotguns. Like I, I'm an okay sniper, but uh, I like to be up close. And so, Fellwinter's Lie is kind of where it's at. And uh, I pretty much mostly rock uh, Top Tree Night Stalker because I like to be invisible all the time. And uh, you know, being able to dodge and go invisible and then run around with a shotgun may not be the most honorable way to play, but it's how I, that's how I do. I've always, uh, been invisible. Even back in the D one days, I was always ro- rocking the, uh, arc blade in path. So.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Same. Yep. I, like I, that's, that was my, Oh, that was my bay. I loved it. Like being a, uh, invisible shotgunner, you know, in, in D one, I loved my blade dancer. Like that was, that was my class. That's what I loved doing. And yeah, I it's funny because I was using the same setup. I was using Top Tree Night Stalker during comp um for the f- last few weeks of the season. And I was having a lot of success, you know, just you know, because I was able to shut guys down in their super when uh I was you know got my super and I was able to, you know, shoot the tether. Yeah. And um go invisible, you know, come up behind the enemy and you know, try to get an advantage and just yeah, I, I like the way it plays.
1: And Cosmo, do you have a favorite trials moment? Man, there's a there's a there's a bunch of really great trials
2: moments. I think there was I think it was on stream where we had uh it was like the final round and both teams launched uh Tethers and Basically every like everybody that was still alive were, were everyone was all tethered and they were fighting well tethered and then our team ended up like barely winning. And like <laughs> I just remember like how hilarious that was. I mean, that was the first one that came to mind. It might not be the best, but uh, it was it was pretty hilarious.
0: Wow, that's great. <laughs> was that in Destiny One or in uh, Destiny? 2?
1: Yeah, this was in Destiny Two. This was
0: okay. That's awesome. That's funny. i I, that that's got to be like really chaotic too it's like oh my god i'm tethered and the other guys are like you know just keep firing (laughs) just try to (laughs) land your shots (laughs) because i mean you can't you don't you can't throw grenades you can't do anything you can barely move it's just just fire your gun and hope for the (laughs) best
1: so definitely so cosmo what advice would you give to fellow guardians who are looking to pursue their dream job at bungie
2: yeah i'm always bad at giving career advice but i'll I'll always tell make an attempt i I think what i tell people is uh like you know try to find out what you want to do if you want to like break into uh to you know the games industry and then just start doing it, and you know, start like building that skill set. Like, start proving that you can do that. Like, build up a portfolio. So, if you want to be an artist, you know, start doing art. You know, if you want to be a designer, like, start actually designing games. Uh, you know, you can you can do a lot of uh, game development and design work without knowing a lot of code. Now, there's a lot of really great tools out there. And if you want to be in a community management, start like managing communities. Like, you know, you guys are you've built a community around your podcast, so you've already got you know a lot of that skill set. Uh, you know, like if you're, you know, a streamer, like, you know, you're managing your community there. So uh, yeah, like the, the biggest hurdle is just proving that you can do the job. And, and then, uh, you know, it's a, it's a competitive inter- industry, but if, uh, if you can uh, get a, get a break and uh, get a, get a
1: foot in the door, then uh, yeah, it's super, it's super fun to, uh, to work on it. That's great advice. Yeah. And I'm sure working for Bungie is just amazing because there are so many talented people at Bungie, from the design team to the music team to the community team like yourself and, and Dylan. And you guys do an incredible job. And, and I think that uh, it's kind of a dream job now, like working at Bungie. Did you ever imagine that one day you would be working for Bungie six, seven years ago?
2: no no (laughs) yeah like uh, before this i was doing uh i was i did fire protection design so like you think about like sprinklers and buildings so i didn't really you know i wasn't on the the game dev career path uh until a bunch of you know things happened but uh yeah it's definitely a dream job i like i love working at bungie i love working in games and uh uh yeah i wouldn't uh i don't i don't want to uh pursue a career elsewhere i'll tell you
1: that much (laughs) (laughs) well we're great to have you and you do an incredible job leading our amazing Destiny community, and we are grateful for all that you and the team do over at Bungie. So, Cosmo, on that note, what's next for you and the team at Bungie? I mean, right now, you know, we
2: uh, we ju- we just lost. Uh, we just uh, launched Beyond Light, and uh, we got the season uh, of the Hunt coming up. We got to do a lot of you know support for that season, and uh you know we got uh what is what comes up next uh, you know dawning's coming up in this season uh in December, so you know we got a lot of a uh, lot of uh content coming out and and then you know season thirteen will be after that, so there's 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 this thing about destiny there's always the next thing coming down the line so uh yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a uh, fun rest of the
0: year yeah that that's the thing it's like sometimes I have to think about it it's like We all didn't know, and you guys probably yourselves, like at Bungie. I mean, obviously, we know how the pedigree of you know the the developers at Bungie and how you know good they are at building like first-person shooters, and how good it feels to fire your weapon. Like, there's no other game that I get that feeling in than Destiny. You know, it's just like, and the loot itself is just it's 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 special. You know, and it's like I think. The players and the people at Bungie sometimes don't realize how like big this became, you know, and everything. Like, and, you know, they they obviously do how good they were at building these kind of things, these worlds, and you know. But it's just like the game has just like it's just been amazing with all the raids and everything that we've gotten, all that hard work that you guys that everybody put in, you know, there. And I. I know I keep saying this, but I just, uh, hats off. I mean, it's like, it, it's incredible what, you know, the people do, like, you know, they're at Bungie. And it's just, I I can't, I'd never imagined that I'd be playing a game for this long. Like, I never imagined it, because <laughs> cause I haven't. And it's it's amazing, though, in its own right. And we uh-huh. continue to still play and enjoy it. And, you know, we're very, very, very grateful, you know, so we just, you know, we wanted to, I wanted to say that. <laughs> well, I
2: appreciate it. I'm a, I'll, I'll pass along all your guys, uh, your, your kind words to all the, to the team that's working hard, uh, you know, making the game, but, uh, yeah, I really uh, wanted to thank you guys for, for having me on. This was uh, a ton of fun and, uh, I truly admire that, you know, that you guys, you know, come together and to make this uh podcast and, uh, you know, put out the destiny content. It's, 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 it's cool. Like watching the the community, like, you know, do all these uh these, these these cool things and uh put put uh put out great uh great de- destiny uh content
1: for uh other players to enjoy yeah and thank you so much for your time and we appreciate you all so very much and cosmo we hope you have an amazing rest of your evening and and thank you all for all your hard work and we will keep playing we'll keep watching and we will keep reading the Bungie Weekly updates, and we'll be podcasting about it each and every week. So thank you so much, sir, for being on with us. We're so grateful for you and for your time, and we hope you have a great evening, and best of luck to you with Season of the Hunt and Destiny 2 Beyond Light. All right, and we had Cosmo on the show tonight, but Guardians, we are not done. We're going to continue the conversation because we have destiny 2 beyond light it's it's here it is out now and we have been playing and i wanted to take this moment to kind of give our impressions on destiny 2 beyond light so shadow price now that we had a chance to play through the new content we actually beat the story Mm -hmm. what do you think of destiny 2
0: beyond light so far I really enjoy it. I really do. I I just I I think the world the the environment that they built is just incredible. Like, and I know sometimes it may seem desolate and things like that, but I think it that's for a reason. It's supposed to feel that way. It's supposed to feel like a desolate, like kind of just you know uh, uh, wasteland almost, like. But you know, enemies just kind of you know just kind of strung about everywhere. Like you know, they're just kind of like surviving kind of like we you know that's what they're they're trying you know and it's just it's really cool when you go down into the depths and we you know went into Clovis Bray to the the Clovis Bray exoscience facility and how far you actually went into that facility and how cool some of that the the lighting and just the shadows and just you know I, I I'm impressed I am so impressed by it you know and and the story is actually pretty good too um and uh, the good villain and everything, you know, so it's, uh, I've, I've enjoyed it. I I'm I'm definitely enjoying it.
1: Yeah. You know, and the way that I would describe the, the story and the campaign, it was kind of like short and sweet, right? Like it it didn't overstay its welcome, but it felt like it was just long enough for us to really learn about.
0: Well, the, the good thing is, is is it's not really over yet. We're still doing, we're still doing campaign missions and there's a post game. There's a, you know, we're in it right now and it's, you know, a good size. I think there's like five or so mi- uh, story missions after quests or something after the main campaign, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, that's what I heard. So, um, but we're in it right now and hopefully we'll get back to it tonight when we're done with the podcast or <laughs> Cause I kind of want to play. I kind of want to. Definitely. And I've been wanting to play for like
1: all day today while I was getting my next gen consoles set up. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you hundred percent. And I think that for me, if you recall back in Destiny 1, you know, when we would replay the campaign on the second character and third character, you know, if we played Destiny 2 campaign, sometimes it felt a little long. Like it felt like, you know, we gotta do this grind all over again and all over again. And with this content, I feel like it's just the right size for us to experience everything and be able to complete that core story on all three characters without it feeling like it's too much or overwhelming. But then there's so much that opens up right after it because, I mean, we have the stasis abilities that are unlocked as we play through. That I still
0: don't know how to use. Yeah. I get wrecked. In the crucible with it i i've got to figure out how to defend against stasis because i just i'm trash <laughs> like trying to like you know avoid getting hit by that ice or you know just like it, it i i haven't figured it out <laughs> and my kd is suffering because of that right now um so i, I gotta do some research <laughs> and i gotta do some um you know i gotta figure out how to use that subclass because, uh, right, you know, or that element, actually, it's a whole element. And I believe we can make it stronger by finding these fragments and things like that, that we can put into it, that I, you know, still don't know how we're actually going to do it yet. I think, you know, we'll get we'll be guided along the way, I, I'm sure the further we get into the campaign, as we go further in the post game, um, I noticed something too, I noticed that the I don't know if you noticed this, but I noticed it. The enemy scale as you get higher out in the world, like there were twelve fifty enemies just roaming out out in the out in Europa and just destroyed me like absolutely wrecked me like and I mean I could do damage, but very little, and I mean I had to literally spend five minutes like taking down this captain who just was kept wrecking me over and over again and i was out of heavy and i literally was just switching between my primary and my secondary trying to take him down I, I finally did but it's was like man that was a tough enemy and i i noticed that that happened and i was like wow that's that's interesting so i mean there is a level of challenge that's there and i noticed we had challenge in the campaign too when we fought that one boss and he wrecked us a few times uh so it's <laughs> kind of cool I like challenge. I I don't like everything to be a cakewalk, so I like to be challenged a little bit too.
1: I think it was really interesting going to some of those lost sectors and, you know, we would come across a certain enemy type and we just get wrecked. I mean... (laughs) It was not a fair fight. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's it's nice to like have that level of challenge in the game where it feels like, oh, okay, we have to actually be very strategic with how we approach this because we're going to get wrecked. And for me, it was even worse because you were higher light level than I am, right? So like I was getting insta-killed by anything that just looked at me, you know, so it was like Guardian down. Oh, no, Guardian down. And it was just a constant thing. But it's a lot of fun to progress and to build up your character. And it feels like the more that you play, the stronger you become and the closer you get to being able to actually put up a fight. And I do like that element of the game. And I do hope that it's something that Bungie is able to bring more of in the game where things scale and doesn't feel like, you know, what we're playing through is kind of a breeze. And I think that in the past campaigns, that's kind of how it felt. And I will admit that final boss fight that we play in the core campaign story felt a bit easy for me. Like it didn't feel like it was at the same level of challenge as that boss that we played in the middle of the campaign. I think the boss in the middle of the campaign posed a greater challenge. So I do hope that Bungie is able to maybe uh, better balance the difficulty in that respect. Like, I mean,
0: I think that's something. It's tougher when you're by yourself. I, when I did it by myself, it -hmm. was a harder fight when you have more than one person, it's easier because you know, you can have somebody to resurrect you, but if you go when you're by yourself, you have nobody to resurrect you when if Aramis takes you down. You know, and I did get taken down. And Nifty Biscuit brought up a good point. He said he was surprised how challenging some of the boss fights were in the story, but he enjoyed it because uh, it's what he, he thought was missing from Destiny. I totally agree with him. Um, I felt that way too when I was playing. What are your thoughts the on the Dr. Robotnik boss that's roaming around Europa? I like that. I like that there's a menacing presence. Like, as you're... you You think you're comfortable and then all of a sudden there's this big old Dr. Robotnik, you call it, I call it Metal Gear, like a Metal Gear wannabe, basically. Like, it looks like a Metal Gear, uh, like a mech and everything. Just roaming around, just like destroying you. If you like look at it, like in that direction. (laughs) I'm
1: curious if this is kind of a glimpse of what we will be fighting in the Deep Stone Crypt if maybe the enemy types are going to be more robotic and that some of the enemies that we'll be fighting are going to be in a similar enemy style.
0: Yeah. 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 I, th- I think, and we're definitely going to experience that day one on con- for contest mode. Yeah. Uh, the enemies are going to be, you know, they're going to hit hard. They're definitely going to hit hard. I feel like for sure. Um, so So
1: shadow price what do you think of europa now that we had a chance to really explore the entire destination
0: well we still haven't explored the whole there there's areas we still haven't hit in there but you know just like you know some of the main areas uh i i like it i like it a lot and i think it's my favorite definitely my favorite location in destiny too it really is because i just like how derelict it is just it's just kind of like you know it's it's like a forbidden like land almost like but it's just like you just you feel like it's a environment that's very dangerous you know and it's like you have you kind of have to be have your guard up everywhere you go and there's like uh, blizzards that just occur out of nowhere the weather can be clear one moment and then you have a blizzard on your hands and you have to deal with that and then it's bl- the wind is blowing you all around and you sparrow I've like blown off a cliff like from the wind one time before, um, so I just I, I think it's cool that they were able to incorporate that level of uh, environmental storytelling in a way. Um, so I, I I like it a lot. I, I really like Europa. Yeah, I
1: think Europa is a very very cool destination. Also, it's a large destination. I think it's larger than any other destination that we've had
0: i think it is oh oh a well, uh, question it has these wide open spaces you know and w- another thing you notice when you went into bray exoscience or into the clovis bray facility that thing just kept going <laughs> you just kept going down and further down and further along you know different uh paths uh just like in And it changed so much and it just, it looks so cool. You can really see how much work the team did, you know, at Bungie, you know, into these environments. And we still haven't seen all of them in Europa. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that
1: uh, there's a lot more for us to explore on Europa. And I also really enjoyed the weather uh, and how the weather impacted everything, whether it be, how everything was so hard to see, you know, that's in front of you in certain locations that you would land on. But also it really sets the tone and sets the mood for what we're fighting against. And uh, I think that Bungie really nailed that aspect of the game. I think Europa looks amazing. And not only that, but we have another destination that's really special for you and I, because that's where our destiny journey began. And that's the Cosmodrome. And I think that was so, so cool for me to actually land on the Cosmodrome. And, you know, it looks the same as, as what we remember from the past, but it just looks better. It plays better. And just being able to play these environments in 160 frames, oh, it's amazing.
0: Well, I yes, I agree with you. Uh, we have an update, um, live update from uh, Dylan. DMG. It looks like uh, trials will not be happening this weekend due to uh, a bug that was identified that said uh, negatively impacts the competitive experience. And he said, as such, we've decided to push the first trials weekend back to November 27th. And he says you'll get your hands on some adept weapons soon. First things first, raid. So no trials this weekend due to a bug that's occurred in the game. Live update. Here on the Destiny Show podcast. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And
1: you know, that's going to impact how we get ready for the raid. Because I mean, part of getting ready for the raid was playing trials and getting those end game drops and getting the high tier armor and weapons. So it's interesting that it's not going to be available for a couple of weeks. But you know, for me, I'm okay with that yeah. because I'd rather for us to have a balanced game and not have an experience that feels unfair or broken um so i i think that it's good on Bungie to react so quickly yeah yeah i'm excited to play on the 27th
0: yeah yeah i mean i can't even get my footing in crucible right now so it doesn't bother me that trials was uh you know delayed because i like i said this is a whole new meta we're in and i just i haven't been able to settle in Stas- the people using stasis has like wrecked me they've wrecked me in the crucible and i've got to figure out a way how to combat it um so if i went into trials like this week i would not have a good time because i just wouldn't be prepared um so it's probably for the best right now
1: (laughs) and you know even uh, actually like for me i think that just having stasis and like throwing my grenade and for everything to just be blocked off in this large sheet of ice, it's very different it's not something that i'm used to, and also like getting frozen it's
0: it's a pain because can we talk about this can we can we talk about this for a minute Let's actually talk about this like i I kind of have a problem with stasis in the crucible I already do I already do I don't think it's good for if you get frozen you have to sit there and just uh you know mash the b button or you know if you're you know because i'm controller or like your mouse button or something like or you know a a key i just i don't know Uh, something seems broken with that it i just getting constantly wrecked every time i go around the corner like nowhere near this ice this stasis and it it somehow it gets me and I'm like stuck and I'm frozen in place and I can't do nothing. And then some one of their teammates just comes up and just shotguns me and throws a grenade at me and I'm dead because I can't move. I think it really destroys the competitive balance. I really do. Do you think because that's part of the reason just, why they delayed trials? I think it's part of the reason, yeah. Because I bet just somebody found an exploit with uh, stasis, I bet. Yeah. I really do. And didn't they um, disable
1: certain weapons in the Crucible you mentioned?
0: Yeah, uh, Wither Horde because it was just the tick damage was just, if you were anywhere near that thing, you were dead. You No chance for escape or anything. Um, and uh, the Rose, or did I say the Rose Hand Cannon? Yeah, the Rose Hand Cannon. Yeah, that also got, um, because that is because it was supposed to go down to 140 fire rate. Because all 140, 150s were supposed to go to 140, and this one was at 150. So you had an advantage because it had the f- faster, um, you know, faster uh, impact or, you know, faster speed, I guess. It would be a faster time to kill because you, the rate of fire was faster.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. See, for me, I've been really enjoying the Crucible. Like, yes, I think Stasis is a little broken. And the other thing that I've noticed is that I think the melee ability is a little broken because I've noticed that I am able to kill enemies very quickly. Just one melee and they're dead. And it feels a bit quicker than it was before Beyond Light came out. So I think there's that. I think that there could be a balancing issue with melees with the stasis ability being equipped. Um... But the other thing is, like, you you got me into gnawing hunger when we started playing, you know, competitive together. And, dude, I've been really, really enjoying that weapon.
0: It's been deadly. It's still good, even the uh, pulse auto oh, rifle. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, I am just melting with it. And I was playing earlier with you, you know, and we were doing really good. And uh, I've been... Well, you were doing
0: good. I, I wasn't. <laughs> I was not doing good. The stasis, man, I, I can't. I, I, I got to figure out a way how to combat it. Um, It's just I got to figure out how to use it, like to a better ability or maybe just use a different subclass. Man, you just like, got to feel the
1: power of the darkness. You got to feel that power. Feel the darkness. Embrace
0: the darkness. I just need to go all out and grab a thorn, too, and just use all darkness. You know, just become dark all over and then. Maybe I'll have success. <laughs> use Thorn, use like, you know, any kind of like darkness ability, like weapon. Well, we can't use Wither Horde right now because that's you know disabled. So
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it's it's
1: gonna be interesting to see how the game evolves as they continue to refine and balance things in the game. I think that we're gonna find certain things that are really broken we're going to discover things that are working really well and some things that are not. And I think the really cool thing about Bungie today is that they are very responsive to player feedback. They are listening. They're taking feedback and they're responding to things a lot quicker than they have ever been able to in the past.
0: Yeah, this is, this is difficult though. It's very difficult. I feel like to balance this stasis. And I think they're going to have a problem all season trying to trying to balance this. So, what do you think is the answer? The Crucible. Do you think that the answer is to disable it
1: completely in the Crucible?
0: Yeah, it- I I do. The- I do. I, th- I I think it needs to be disabled. Like just playing these past like two days, like or this is the third day beyond. Like I think it needs to be disabled. Like it's just it's too. I think it's too powerful. The fact that you can be frozen and you can't do nothing about it. You can mash that button as hard as you can, and you're still not going to break free in time before you get killed. And I just think that's kind of cheap. Well, and not only that, it's, it's, when it's, you do break free, it takes
1: like 90% of your life. So it's like if it yeah. sees you, you're dead. That's it. You're dead. Exactly. It's not going to take exactly. to kill you at that point. So,
0: yeah. I knew it was going to be broken, but I didn't know it was going to be this broken. Like, I really didn't.
1: Well, you know, we we had this conversation before, you know, and I think that Destiny 2 is not really a competitive game. They're not trying to be an eSports type of game. They're not focusing on balancing the game necessarily for Crucible. I think that, you know, unfortunately, the Crucible is part of the game and i think it's always going to be a part of the game but it's always going to be a challenge to balance crucible and building your power fantasy
0: um enemy yeah yeah is i I think they're going to have their uh they're going to have their hands full this season trying to balance that though because it's just it's Everything that I've, like, outlined, why it's, like, you know, it just it, it, I feel like it just disrupts the balance, you know, in, in, in Crucible. Like, it just, I feel like some of it's RNG, too. Like, literally, I could throw that, like, that, uh, melee, that, that, those ice picks or whatever it is, the, the, the ice ninja stars, and it doesn't, like, even hit the enemy. But then I get, like, nailed every time. By it yeah I've noticed, and i'm
1: frozen I've noticed that. i can't do. i've noticed that also like sometimes i would want to switch over to my golden gun because that's kind of my comfort you know and getting three shots to to kill three enemies i mean that's that's great you know i feel like that gives you a pretty huge advantage um but at the same time mm-hmm. i think that you know having this new stasis ability if you're able to use it efficiently you can be very very deadly with it
0: yeah or you could just could you know shadow price yeah and gg can't even get the words out? so shadow price
1: (laughs) what do you think of the new strike we got a chance to play that last night what are your thoughts on the new strike that launched with beyond light
0: i like it it's cool it's it's different i feel like most of the strike is you fighting that boss uh that comes out of the portal Like it's a little, little version of Nexus and big version of Nexus or the Undying Mind. You got to like, I don't know what they're doing when they're going down the hall. Like, are they gathering tribute or something? And they just come back stronger when they come back through the portal. (laughs) I don't know what they're doing. (laughs) Like, I guess that's what's the most confusing part of it. Um, But I I do like it, though. I think it's cool. Um, What do you think?
1: i like it i think that it's unique it's different the boss fight is really fun um in a way i feel like it's a bit short you know like traditionally when i play a strike i expect to get you know like a a small little boss fight and then followed by like a, a boss fight in the middle and then there's a final climactic boss fight and it's like I got to that final boss fight and I felt like, whoa, there's nothing in between. So it felt like something was kind of missing. And I think that it had to do with the team, not having enough time to really do more, but you know, at the same time, I think it was kind of short and sweet, you know, it was fun for what we played, but I do wish it was a little bit longer. And I wish there was maybe another boss fight in between. I think that would add to the fun element of, the strike
0: you know what's interesting like their whole terminology when they said that that strike they said the glassway strike opens like it opens like is there going to be like is it going to evolve that strike are we going to have the first strike in destiny that evolves that like changes or something is that a possibility
1: I mean, I could see a change in future seasons. I don't know if it's going to necessarily change this season.
0: Maybe the whole portal, though, it has something to do with it. Maybe maybe it changes. Maybe something else, like, comes through or something. Maybe we got to fight a different boss or maybe another part of it opens. I, I'm just speculating, but the whole terminology, when well, they say that this this opens, like it's opening, like there's... Like there's something that could like you know change, like with it. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Well, you know, I'm sure I mean, we'll, we'll
1: find out soon enough. Um, and you know, we have a lot more to play in the game between the rest of the campaign and and some of the post campaign content that we have been digging into. We have the Deepstone Crypt that we haven't even explored yet we have the new raid. we have yeah. the new season that's launching i want to say next week is when we're gonna get to play some of the new content that's part of the season
0: yeah that's cool that's cool that we're gonna be able to like start that next week you know with the uh, crow you know aldrin you know now called the crow and osiris you know and we're we gotta fight us uh, you know the zivu roth you know not zivu roth herself probably but just like you know her minions like she has an influence in the next season we have to fight off their you know their uh their enemies you know there's a interesting story to tell there you know and is the queen gonna eventually come back like in this season too now that aldrin is gonna be back or are they going to save her for, like, a season next year or something, you know? Um, now that we have the Exo Stranger back, you know, it's interesting having these characters back that we had in Destiny 1. Exo Stranger, Varix, Aldrin, you know, just having some of the, those, like, because Varix was a very important character in Destiny 1. And, you know, he plays a big part in the story. In this story, and I like the fact that they incorporated him so much, gave him so much dialogue too. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so
1: speaking of the story. What are your thoughts on the story from what we played so far? Without spoiling it for our listeners, because I know not everybody has beaten the campaign in Beyond Light.
0: Spoiler alert: we talk in we talk the first like scene of the story we have like five lines. So that's really cool. Like, you know, that really makes me like, uh, it, it got me pumped for the, the campaign. Like, Oh, our character has a voice again. And we didn't talk just there. You know, there was other places where we talked, you know, and it just, uh, and I, I like how what they did with the story. Like I, you know, this character Aramis, you know, From, you know, people who haven't played the campaign, you know, but people who've watched the trailers and things like that see that she's Elixney, you know, she's fallen, you know, she's part of the house salvation and she felt like the Great Machine abandoned her and her people with the Great Machine being the Traveler. And, you know, she, it's a revenge story. She wants revenge for, you know, this happening and she wants to destroy the Traveler, basically. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool how the, everything like plays out and how v- very, uh, how good of a villain she is. She has dialogue she has a feeling she has motive why she's trying to like, you know, basically she wants the best for her people to try to, you know, have help rise up and try to, you know, take the, take out the guardians and the traveler you know it's a very interesting perspective that they're that they drawn from you know and we're and it's i just I, I liked it i liked how the how it played out i liked i liked a lot of it i guess
1: yeah i i really like the flow of the campaign and i like how everything progressed and i really enjoyed how as we play through the story we build up our darkness abilities and we learn a little bit more about what it can do and the impact that it has on the overall environment and just being able to see some of the returning characters that we haven't seen for such a long time whether it be varix or uh the exo stranger and i think i think that's really cool and some of the things that we're playing through in the braytech facility like i'm very interested to see how it all will come
0: together as we get ready for the new raid there is tons of event environmental storytelling too in that facility if you just spend like an hour in there and just all the different rooms that there are and there's a lot of clues and a lot of stuff like wow like stuff went down in here you know like and I'm not going to say any of it, but, you know, allow people to explore that for themselves, you know, and we're going to get more of that story as we go. And I'm sure we're going to get filled in more and more from the exo stranger. She's finally has the time to explain why she didn't have time to explain at the time. So I really do like that aspect, you know, and she's worked, you know, uh, eris is here too and the drifter you know they're both working with exo stranger you know like to form a dark vanguard basically you know you have the light vanguard with zavala and ikora um unfortunately kade not there anymore you know but um with the dark vanguard being eris exo stranger and drifter <laughs> so yeah so I got to ask, what, what are you most excited about
1: with the new season that we'll be playing?
0: I'm excited to see Aldrin again. Uh, I feel like he's a very interesting character. Like what they Bungie showed with him last, about, you know, how he was resurrected as a guardian, not knowing what he did. He killed Cade. He he doesn't know that he killed Cade now because his memory has been completely wiped, you know. And he was influenced. He was manipulated by Riven and by Sabathun, unfortunately. So he, you know, I felt bad for Aldrin once knowing what happened to him in Forsaken. Like, yes, I felt bad that it was horrible that he killed Cade, but he was manipulated. He was. You know, and it's like almost like a, a redemption story for Aldrin, I feel like, because we're going to probably be working with him. And it's like, how can we trust him again? You know, it's like, but he doesn't know what he did. You know, so I love that aspect. And it, it, uh, that was like such a twist that Bungie did when they showed that cut scene back like a year and a half ago. Yeah,
1: no, it's it's interesting. And I'm excited to. You know, learn how the crow or Aldrin, how he plays into the role that he's going to be moving into now, and how everyone responds to him. Because I mean, killing off Cade was a really big thing, and if you think back to Forsaken, there, there was a lot of hate for Aldrin, and we didn't really know how he's going to play into the new storyline. Is he going to be? The Hunter Vanguard? Is he going to appear in the tower? How is Ikora going to react? How is Avala going to react? It's going to be really interesting to see how Bungie is able to bring him back and into the storyline with what we're going to be playing. And not only him, but also Osiris is coming back. And we have the Drifter who's going to be playing a role in all of this as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how the story arc progresses with the new season.
0: Even even Verix, he's had to explain why he let the led the prison break at the prison of elders. He's had to explain why he did what he did. is, you know, we have some bad actors on you know go ha, like there's there's definitely some, you know, uh what there there seemed more feeling in the story. I feel like, you know, it's like in I definitely got that while when going through this, playing through the campaign, there's definitely more feeling and there was more at stake. I feel like more than anything, because the darkness, the darkness is here, you know, and we're not going to see them obviously fully fleshed out for, you know, a little bit here because whenever they decide to, because right now we're we're fighting Aramis, you know, who she is house salvation because she had gotten a splinter of darkness, but it's like, We don't know when we're going to be fighting in the true true darkness. They obviously took the four locations, Titan, IO, Mercury, and Mars. They're no longer in the solar system right now. So there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of threads that are out there and they are tying up some of them, but there's also more questions that are arising. When we go into the raid, we're obviously, there's going to be a lot of mystery because we don't exactly know who we're fighting, but I have an idea of who it's going to be. So I just, I, I really am enjoying the content loop. The the one The one thing, though, that I feel like, unfortunately, and this is just due to this year, probably in the circumstances, Bungie, you know, self-publishing and being an independent studio and just living through a year of COVID, um, unfortunately, I feel like we didn't get a very big refresh of loop. I mean... It seems like we got a lot of the same stuff and, you know, it's not so many, not entirely a lot of new weapons.
1: A lot of it. You know, I, I kind of had that impression that there wasn't going to be a lot of loot because normally when they would give us a lot of loot, they would talk about at least some of it. And I feel like Bungie was pretty quiet about the loot pool and the the weapons. I mean, they we did see the exotics that are in the game, but we didn't really learn a whole lot about the legendaries. And I figured they were pretty much gonna be coming back with an updated light yeah. cap.
0: Yeah, and I mean I I guess I kind of and that's that's the biggest kind of like question here. It's like the sunsetting question, right? They sunset all these weapons, you know, and now we're just to see some of them come back and we have we we do see some of these weapons back in this expansion um so that's the question it's like should sunsetting have should have even occurred to begin with um and now I'm starting to see the other side i am starting to see the argument for the other side now i was always very hesitant about accepting
1: sunsetting I, I wasn't All in on the idea of it. And the reason why is because for me, I felt like it doesn't really add an additional layer of fun to the game. If anything, it creates a stopgap where it's like, okay, I worked, I put all of this effort into getting this weapon and I built out the perfect build around it. And now it's going to be completely. Made irrelevant for really no real reason. Now, if they were adding new things in that same quantity, it could make sense because you know they encourage you to grind for new items and not get stuck on everything that you've been playing with from let's say one or two years ago, right? They want to keep the meta fresh they want to keep things fun interesting and i get that but at the same time i think that bungie has had a challenge with creating a large amount of loot that is very fun interesting and exciting and we see this because of things like not having a vendor refresh
0: you know just as an example yeah it's that's the thing that's you know uh let's say what is it the 800 pound gorilla you know the elephant in the room you know it's like yeah that's the the age-old uh question here um you know and it's like that's the thing it's like they kind of it's it was it's it's tough you know it's because they it's something they felt like they had to do you know but it's like we don't see the complete uh story behind it yet. You know, it's like we we're only one season in, you know, with the new season we're in a po- we're you know.
1: Yeah. And and it I think it's too early yeah. to tell. We don't know exactly what we're getting in the game in the coming weeks and the coming months. I mean, we can only predict, you know, but I think we will know soon enough, especially right. as the new season kicks off. I mean, we're going to really get a chance to dive in. And usually when we play through the story in the campaign, we don't get very exciting drops. Usually it's just leveling gear, you know, and weapons. So I'm curious to see what type of loot we get once we hit that soft cap, once we start getting into, you know, that upper level of gameplay, whether it be the raid that we're going to be playing I'm sure the season is going to come with its own unique activity. They usually do that. There's usually an end game activity that we'll be playing. I think it's called Wrathborn hunts, hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And, and what is that about? Do you know much about it?
0: It's uh, generals of Zeruoroth. Huh. Basically, we got to hunt them down across uh, the solar system. I think. Doesn't that kind of across sound different like places. the Forsaken? The nightmare had hunts. To do? Like chasing through the parents. That too. Somehow? Yeah. Some, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Possibly. Because we are going to the Dreaming City for it. And we are working with Spider. We're going to the Dreaming City and Tangled Chore for some of it. So, uh yeah, I could see it being similar to that. Yeah. For sure.
1: So, Shadow Praise, how are you getting ready for the raid that we'll be playing in just a few short weeks?
0: Well, just been playing the game really right now, you know, trying to get drops that is going to help my character get a get a level up here or two. You know, I, I've pushed past the soft cap, I believe I'm twelve ten right now. So I have to get powerful gear to, to to get myself above. Otherwise I'm gonna get drops like I can keep playing Crucible and I'll get drops, but I'm not always gonna get that plus two that i need I'll, i might get a plus one you know it might take a four or five games to get a plus one in other in some of the categories mm-hmm. so i'm starting to get into the point where i have to do powerful gear sources and then right before the end of the week i'm going to head up to the pinnacle. where you know i'm going to try to hit up the pinnacle gear that way you can hit it up right before reset so i can get it done and see what i get and then the new pinnacle it'll reset to the new week so new pinnacles would be available and new powerfuls would be available. So kind of like that basically, you know, just how about yeah, you? You know,
1: I'm kind of taking a similar approach. Like right now, my goal is to get to the soft cap on all three of my characters. And that's kind of the first thing that I'm doing. Oh yeah. To reach, I haven't even to started the my other two cap. characters yet. Once yeah. I do that, you know, my goal is to do all of the tier one powerful and then followed by the tier two. And then also use the season pass. You know, I'm just doing bounties and turning them in nonstop because I want to level up that season pass as much as I can so that you have more items that can help you. Because the cool thing about using that season pass is that you get armor that's predictable. You know exactly what you're getting. So if there's one piece of armor that you're not getting as a random drop, you can use that to your advantage to help you to level up higher. That's true. So, fill in the gaps. Not only that, but at the same time, as you level up your season, you're also achieving higher level status, right? So my goal is to get to a plus 10 power, because I think that getting to a plus 10, it's fairly doable. The grind isn't as bad. After plus 10, it gets pretty intense and things kind of slow down so my goal is to reach that plus 10 to do all of my powerfuls to get all three of my characters to what is 12 20 and from there whatever comes next right i'm sure once the season kicks off there's going to be other pursuits and other avenues for us to get pinnacle drops you know whether it be playing trials whether it be playing comp and leveling up your uh, rank in comp, I think that's another opportunity that you have to level up your character as well. Um, and then beyond that, I think the pinnacle Nightfall is going to be really interesting to see whether or not we can even do it. Now, I'm not sure what the minimum light requirement is,
0: the minimum is uh, 1180.
1: Oh, okay. So then we can actually do Checking that. today. Now, is that going to give you the yeah. pinnacle drop or is that just for the powerful drop?
0: I think it's just for the powerful drop. The pinnacle, you have to do a legend and get to 100,000. Yeah, and that's that's got to be a
1: higher level than 1180. That's, I would imagine, at least 1220. I
0: think it's like, yeah, I think it's like twelve twenty or higher than that. Could be like twelve forty or something. Yeah, so we and may then, have
1: to um, wait.
0: master is like twelve eighty. I think it's like yeah, I think, I think the legend's like twelve fifty, if I'm not mistaken. Oh wow, um, yeah. Okay, so that might not be the best way because the master is twelve eighty, and we don't have the um, the uh, grandmaster uh, mode until the middle of. December, middle or end of December, and that's thirteen hundred so
1: and yeah i'm I'm excited. it's gonna be a lot of fun, you know, leveling up and playing the new raid and getting to experience the new content that we'll be playing. I think the Deepstone Crypt looks absolutely incredible, and it's it's an exciting time, you know to not only experience the game. And everything that it brings, but also on top of that, we learned Brucible is going to play in butter smooth 120 frames on next gen consoles. Man, I'm
0: excited. I did not know about that until Cosmo said that. I guess they communicated that earlier in the week and I must have missed it. Yeah, same. I, I did not see that. Same. But so. it's
1: going to be exciting. Um, I'm really excited for that. And not only do we have Destiny 2 Beyond Light, clearly we're excited about it. We've been playing and we're enjoying the new content. But we also have a Bungie Weekly Update, or This Week is Bungie. And this week's weekly update is written by our very own guest tonight, Cosmo. And Shadow Price, do you want to kick things off on what Cosmo had to share this week? with the destiny community
0: well the first thing he said that uh this week at Bungie we launched beyond light so yeah we're all playing beyond light we're all enjoying it we're all grinding our characters up trying to get to as high power as we can so we can tackle that raid uh day one for you raiders that are out there um there's also a season of the hunt trailer a nice two minute uh season of the hunt trailer if you uh, anybody is interested they can check that out right on the this week at bungee um it's pretty pretty cool Uh, goes to show you what you might be doing this season starting it kicks off really like it's live it that's what it said is it is live but the missions start next week um for season of the hunt so y'all will be sure to want to check that out next week um a big part of this uh update is uh, they went on to talk about stasis a little bit more uh in depth how to use stasis like what it does actually and we're gonna we're gonna go over some of that here um so first they said that stasis is uh basically he's like he said fine it's cosmic ice like so they they finally like uh broke down and told us, yep, it's cosmic ice. So there's uh, the first thing they went on to talk about is stasis slow. And what it is it, against combatants, what it does is it slow will shut off combatants' movement abilities and slow their movement. Um, against players, there's a, a couple things that it will do against players. It will slow, slow will reduce their movement speed, it will reduce their ability and regen rates, It'll suppress movement abilities, their jump dodge uh, abilities. It will reduce the fallen weapon stats, ADS speed, ADS move speed, weapon reload speed, weapon handling, weapon kick direction, and it also reduces weapon accuracy. And I experienced all this firsthand. Like, yeah, I was slow, couldn't move, I basically frozen in place. <laughs> couldn't really do almost um, um, anything really i mean i guess this wasn't freeze but it was slow i mean i i have to dig in deeper to see who has the slow um uh abilities i don't know if every one like hunter warlock and titan all have slow abilities i believe the warlock does because i've been stopped almost stopped by the war you know warlock and their grenades and abilities from stasis um there's the next thing they talk about is stasis freeze and that's for all targets. uh, What freeze can be shattered by damage. Uh, Shattering a freeze causes it to do an AOE damage to the frozen target and all their nearby targets, including other frozen targets freeze lasts for some duration before crumbling off. Unlike shattering a freeze that crumbles does not do any damage to the frozen enemy or nearby enemies. Uh, Against combatants, what it does is freeze will lock all non-boss combatants in place for duration of the effect. Bosses will automatically shatter out after some duration. And against players, freeze will lock players into place when applied for the duration of the effect. While frozen, players will have the class ability replaced with a new breakout ability that allows players to exit their freeze early at the trade of health. The damage this breakout does can be reduced by the resilience stat. The more resilience, the less damage you take. Players can activate their supers to immediately break out in a super state. Oh. I didn't know that. So, you can use your supers to break out of being frozen? Players can activate their supers to immediately break out in super state. Huh, okay. That's good to know. That might help combat some of this craziness. If I get frozen, I can just use my super and break out of it. Oh, and they said another big important thing is that resilience stat. Have a high resilience stat because the more resilience, the less damage you take when you're frozen. So that's actually really, really uh, good Good to know. Uh, yeah. So I'm already learning something here. Um, so against players... They will want us they talk about against players in roaming supers uh, next. Uh, it will lock players in place until broken out. Players will quickly shatter out and take a small amount of damage. That's against players in roaming supers. Um, and so what the next thing they talk about is against one off one off supers. So what happens is it suppresses super and locks players in place until broken out or expires. All player freeze rules apply here. Stasis, um, and they just go on to say that stasis is a due damage type. We're excited to see how guardians harness this power, and as always, we are monitoring community feedback and checking analytics data to consider for future tuning of the sandbox. And they give you some wallpapers to uh, basically... You know, pick up at your, you know, you want to put it on your, your, uh, desktop, nice little, uh, hunter warlock Titan and their supers. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, what they go on to say about stasis. So what are your thoughts about some of this information they've given us? I mean, it's good to know that you can (laughs) break
1: out of this, uh, stasis ability so that's really cool.
0: Um, with your super, yeah. right? Uh, did I read that wrong? They're like, they're, you can get out of it with you. If you're frozen, you can use your super. Players can activate their supers to immediately break out in super state. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that because I know I'm going to be like frozen. Do you
1: lose your super in doing that? Is it kind of like a trade-off or do you Oh
0: do yeah, you get your super? That's, I don't know. We got to test it, yeah. right? I think we'll have to test it. And that. it would make sense some P. something P. like right.
1: a, a hunter tether to combat that ability because normally if I have my super and I activate it, somebody pops a tether, I lose my super. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But we... Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And I think they need to build in a a way for us to kind of balance and combat this new ability, because I think it is pretty powerful and pretty, you know, deadly. So we need to have something that can kind
0: of counter it. Yeah, definitely. So there's a bunch of player support information in here and um, I'm not going to bore everybody with that. That can be viewed right here in the TWAB. Um, There's just some, and there's some known issues too that, uh, you know, they, they went on and talk about the errors that were happening and, you know, they, uh, during the launch of beyond light, but, um, you know, there's all, it's always, it's hard to launch a game like, you know, in state we're in right now, you know, it's like, I think they did a pretty good job considering, you know, uh, the climate, I guess, you know, so to speak, we, you know had some down you know downtime unfortunately we weren't able to sign in there was you know i i had to wait like a hour hour and a half after they you know they had to put people in a queue again because i tried to get back in i was playing for like an hour and then i got booted and i wasn't able to play for like another hour and a half or so so after then i got put in a queue and then i was able to finally get back in so you know yeah, that kind of
1: frustrated me. I'm not gonna lie, um, especially the night before when we tried to access this, you know, the final activity in in the last
0: season. Well, yeah, I got booted. i got i got got I got booted out. I couldn't even view it. I had to watch somebody' stream to actually watch the activity. I happen. think
1: that if you launch an um, event like this, you have to be mindful of players' time and respect people's time. And you know, figure out a way to allow for us to have dedicated servers to handle the extra influx of players who are gonna be doing the activity. I'm not sure from a technical standpoint what else they can do, but it's not a good feeling when you're waiting in a queue and you know you've been waiting for an hour, you finally get in the game and you get kicked out, and you have to get in the back of the line again and it's not a good look it's not a good way to treat players and i hope that they're able to fix it
0: and make it work better in the future i do have some understanding though this is this is a unprecedented time you know we're in you know so having what they were able to do and still launch you know during you know i I have to, you know, I have to have some empathy there and I do. I do. I'm 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 very empathetic and I try to be. Um so I do understand and you know I I'm able to play it. I'm able to play during, you know, the world the state of the world right now. I'm still able to enjoy Beyond Light, you know. So, I guess that's the way I see it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can always look at glass being half full or half empty, and I try to look at it as being half full. And I appreciate for what we have in the game to play and the things that we're able to experience. So I think that's, you know, a a positive thing in the game, and I'm grateful for that. Yep. And that's pretty much the TWAB, short and sweet. All right. Well, you know, we have a tradition on the show. And uh, we rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls. And this week is going to be a little, a little biased, you know.
0: Uh, so, yeah, you, you already know where I'm going. Are you going with, like, this? with this? Do you give this like, week's
2: one
0: i weekly update? I mean, the man was on our show that wrote the twab. He wrote the twab. He was on our show. I don't, and you know, and this is beyond light. This is the. This is launch week and we're enjoying the new content. We're having a lot of fun, you know, and yeah, we always look forward to the updates and we look forward to any information we get in the game we, we play. You know, it's like the fact that the Bungie, you know, community, you know, the community managers, they, you know, work hard. And so does everybody at Bungie, you know, it's like, they still provide us with, uh, you know, content with, you know, the Bungie weekly update or this week at Bungie, you know, it's there for us. It's Thursday, you know, and so I, I'm giving it a five. It's just, you know, Cosmo was here. Good feelings. It was good to have him on the podcast. You know, I don't see a reason to give this any less than a five, you know, it's a five for me. Five spicy tuna rolls. Yeah. You know, I'm going to agree with you on that. I
1: think that, you know, just having Cosmo on the podcast, it was such a great honor such a privilege and I'm so so grateful to the teams at Bungie for Beyond Light for allowing for Cosmo to come on with us tonight on the show and, and be a part of this and I'm grateful for the updates that we got and I'm grateful for Bungie responding so quickly to the different changes that are coming in the game I didn't get a chance to watch the new trailer for the new season but I'm going to definitely Make sure to check that out as soon as we're done podcasting tonight. And yeah, I'm going to give it a five out of five spicy tuna rolls this week. And Guardians, on that note, I think we've come to that time. We're going to make this week's episode just a bit shorter because, you know, we have some really important things to do. Really important grinding to do in the game before the new raid is out. And we're going to get back into Destiny in just a little bit. But Shadow Price, before we do, do you want to let our listeners know where we can learn more about you and what you do? Uh,
0: When I'm not grinding in Destiny, grinding my face off like I am trying to do in Beyond Light right now, you can follow me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79 and also here on the Destiny Show podcast every Thursday night. Thanks so much. Awesome.
1: And Guardians, you can find the Destiny Show podcast on every major platform. We're on Apple, we're on Google, Spotify, and now we're on Amazon podcasts as well. You can also find us on the web at destinyshow.com. You can find us on Twitter at The Destiny Show. And you can find us every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Right here, twitch.tv forward slash The Destiny Show. And Guardians, next week on the podcast, we welcome an amazing Guardian. She is the author of the official Destiny the Game cookbook, Victoria Rosenthal. And we're going to welcome her on the show. We're going to learn much more about Victoria and how she got started with her journey in writing video gaming related cookbooks and how the destiny official cookbook came to life and we're gonna get to learn much more about her next week on the show and guardians thank you so much for joining us tonight on the destiny show podcast and we'll see you all next week good night everyone